You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. New dad, Brian Hoke. Welcome back to the podcast. First of all, congratulations, Brian. Are you getting any sleep? Getting a little bit. She sleeps in uh, two to three hour intervals. So uh, I-, I can tell you a lot about what's on Netflix and, and what's on TV at three in the morning. So uh, no, but it's been great. And uh, little Penelope Joan, uh, we love her. And so no, she is, uh, she's the best. Does she sleep during Yankee games? She does. She uh, she has not made it through nine innings yet. I've been trying to get her. Uh, I think she's made it two or three innings, but uh, we'll get her the full nine at some point. I think it's like spring training. you got to get her stretched out a little bit. Well, the good news, Brian, is that you'll always be able to tell her that she was born before the end of Alex Rodriguez's Yankee career. So there, there's always that. And that's where I wanted to start is just to kind of look back on the weekend because – what a weekend it was from A-Rod on Friday to the 96 team on Saturday to Mariano Rivera getting his plaque in Monument Park on Sunday. Uh, full house at Yankee Stadium. Let's start with A-Rod. Um, came out on Monday. I thought for sure he was headed to the Marlins, but they come out on, on Monday and his publicist announced that he's not going to play again this season, which is something that he said throughout the last week with the Yankees, and I don't know if anybody really believed it. Are you surprised at all that so quickly – he has kind of nipped it in the bud that he's not going to play again this year. A little bit, but he did he did mention several times how he really needed to just go home to Miami and take a nap. I, I think it was emotionally taxing for him. Um, look, it, let's be honest. If Alex had his way, he would still be in uniform. This was not a uh, decision where he made to go away. He The decision was made by the Yankees to make him go away. And, um, you know, I think all things considered, he took it as well as possible. I think he went out on a high note. Um, he had a, a nice moment where he got to play third base again. I think uh, as far as the end of his Yankee career could go, considering the circumstances, it was the best possible exit for him. Uh, I thought maybe that, yeah, if a team like Miami wanted to pick him up and put him on the roster after September 1st, I thought that was a possibility. But uh, notice, A, he never said retirement. He never said the word retirement. And, B, he didn't say he wouldn't play next year. So I think that this is the kind of thing that might – around a little bit during the offseason we might hear something uh coming up here but it sounds like for all intents and purposes his season is over and he's sitting at 696 home runs time will tell you know with an offseason to think about it how badly does he want those other four home runs to get to 700 it's within reach and uh, i'm sure he believes he can do it so if there's an opportunity he might go for it yeah, he might. I don't know if if the Marlins make sense. It makes sense from a regional standpoint. I just don't know about Alex Rodriguez, the first baseman. I'm I'm not sure about that, and and we'll see if in the off season if they're one of the teams that maybe reaches out to him. It'll sure, certainly be something to watch. But Brian, it's something that you don't necessarily have to worry about anymore because he's not going to be back with the Yankees. Now the rest of the weekend, uh, the '96 team, and then Mo, and obviously Mo was a part of that '96 team. Pretty cool, and nobody does this stuff better than the Yankees um, to look back and, and pay tribute to those teams. The crazy thing is that we're looking back at the 20th anniversary of the 96 team, right? That is the thing that I can't believe. Yeah, and, you know, that, that was the beginning of it all. So to see those guys back in uniform again, or at least half a uniform, wearing their jersey tops, coming out the center field gates and taking their positions, that was really cool. And, and you know, you see the core four, 
and plus Bernie Williams come out. But there were so many other contributors to that team. I, I think that it flies under the radar. You, you guys like Jimmy Key and Mariano Duncan and Graham Lloyd and, and just all these guys coming back through the center field gates and you say, wow, that was a really good team. And it was the beginning of something special, uh, obviously, that was a team that was down in the World Series. They were not favored against Atlanta. That was the last time, I think, in that decade that they would not be favored in a World Series. And, uh, you know, Derek Jeter said it best. He said, it was the first, and you never forget your first. Yeah, absolutely. And those guys were that core four, so young back for that title. It's hard to remember them being that young and early on in their careers. It's a perfect transition to the new core, or what we hope the Yankees fans hope will be the new core. And what a start it's been, Brian, over the weekend. Aaron Judge coming up, obviously, along with Tyler Austin, and they make history. I mean, you can't write a better script to, to kind of kick off the youth movement. Uh, in their first game together, they both homer in their first at-bat. First time it's ever happened in Major League history. They do it back-to-back. An unbelievable moment, and an unbelievable moment on a day where they were paying tribute to the team like that. I mean, you can't make that stuff up. No, you can We had. I was covering that day at the stadium, and we had just got done downstairs in the basement with a, a press conference with the Core Four and Bernie Williams. And they, and they talked for about 25 minutes about 1996 and about how uh, the Yankees might have the makings of something like that coming. And then you go up the elevator, and almost on cue, Tyler Austin hits his opposite field home run, and you say, all right, well, that was pretty cool, and let's see what Aaron Judge has got in him. And then he gets that hanging curveball, just hits it a mile over the center field wall. Um, only three people now in the history of Yankee Stadium have hit a ball off the glass or above it in center field. And, uh, and so Aaron Judge immediately, with one swing, joins a pretty select company. And, and no matter what happens the rest of their careers, Tyler Austin and Aaron Judge were in Cooperstown because the Hall of Fame called, and they want their bats for that. So uh, it's definitely a, a pretty cool moment, I'm sure, for Yankee fans coast to coast. Uh, you've been hearing so much about these kids, particularly Judge. Um, it's hard to, to miss him. He's six foot seven. He towers over everybody. Uh, you, you see a lot of Giancarlo Stanton in that swing and in that physique. Uh, the Yankees be thrilled if he comes anything near that, but Extra base hits in his first three games. Uh, he's off to a great start. Yeah, because he homered again on Sunday. Uh, second Yankee to ever homer in his first two games as well. So what a start it has been. All right, Brian, terrible news for the Yankees as far as the rotation goes. Nathan Avaldi, we knew something was up, obviously, leaving the game with the elbow. But the news is probably worse than anticipated. He's going to need two surgeries on the elbow, one of them being Tommy John. So done for this year, done for next year. How much does this affect the Yankees going forward into 2017? Well, I mean, it's the worst possible news for Rivaldi in particular. You know, the last time we saw him, he was doing a fist bump with the catcher walking off the field after the first inning. And he really had no reason to think that anything was going wrong. I think his last fastball was over 92 miles an hour. So he was doing that, and it turned out he was doing it with a completely destroyed right elbow. So it's uh, it, it's going to be really tough for him. Um the track record for guys who come back from that, um, it, there's a mixed result there. But uh, certainly for a power pitcher like that, I, I have my doubts, especially as far as, look, this guy is a, a non-tender candidate right now. So that may have been his final pitch to the Yankees. So I, I, being that he's going to be out for the entire 2017 season, I can't see the Yankees going to arbitration or, or tendering him contract. It, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense for a guy who – may or may not be on the mound for you in 2018. So a uh, tough break for Valdi. I, I know he, he took it hard. Um, as far as what it means for the Yankees, who are still clinging to their 
uh, slim playoff hopes here. It means you're going to have to lean on guys like Chad Green and Luis Sessa down the stretch. And Joe Girardi has said that both guys are going to be in rotation. So you're you're pinning your hopes on some rookies here. And, and we've been talking about the youth movement in the Bronx. Uh, this is just one more example of how they're going to need to rely on the kids to get it done. The more important thing for the Yankees, of course, is is winning baseball games, and that's what they've been doing also as they win two of three in that series over the weekend over the Rays. They get a big win on Monday against the Blue Jays, a one to nothing win. Didn't see that coming from from this rotation and what we've seen for most of the year. But overall, they've won six out of eight. They're still in that hunt for the wild card, four and a half back. Obviously, there's a good number of teams they'd have to hop over. But if they continue to play like they are right now, who knows? But the one nothing win over the Blue Jays, Chad Green perfect into the fifth inning. Uh, this team needed a lift from the rotation, especially when. I think they were kind of hoping Luis Severino had figured it out, but but it hasn't happened in, in the starting role. But Chad Green stepped up big time for this team on Monday night. Yeah, he did. And I think what you're seeing here is uh, what the ceiling is for Chad Green. You know, the, the Yankees were very big on his promise. Uh, that's the reason they traded for him. They sent Justin Wilson to the Tigers, if you remember, for him and Luis Sessa. And I, I think you've seen some inconsistency there, but he went down to Scranton. He worked on it. Uh, you've seen improvement now with his slider, his cutter, his changeup. I mean, 11 strikeouts against the Toronto lineup. Uh, that was very impressive. And I think that the Yankees catchers have been saying for a long time, this kid has big league stuff. I remember talking to Brian McCann about Chad Green in spring training. And, and I think people looked at him kind of as a throw-in in that deal. And with Sessa being the prize, uh, at least that's how the prospect rankings look. But uh, the way that Chad Green can pitch, if he can do that consistently more times than not every fifth day out, he's going to win ball games. So, uh, that, that that's the best I think we've seen Chad Green, and uh, he, he's going to have that spot in the rotation. He's going to get another chance to, to follow up on that. And then I mentioned Severino, Brian, and I, there was a feeling I thought that he was kind of figuring it out because he had pitched really good out of the bullpen, and then he gets the chance to start. It doesn't go well. Uh, he gets sent down, and then he has to come right back up and make another start, and it doesn't go well again. So what's the difference for Severino when you talk about what he was doing out of the bullpen and what he's not been able to do out of the rotation? I think the big difference is it's that third pitch, and you see that a lot with guys uh, where they're, they, they can come out and dominate for an inning or two, and, and that's what he was doing with a fastball and slider. Uh, you can come out, your velocity picks up a little bit, you can just let it go. Uh, he, he said he really needed to use his changeup more against the Rays. He made that a priority, uh, and they hit him pretty hard, and, and the same way that uh, Boston did. So the result's just not there for uh, Luis Severino. And, and, you know, that's the risk with these young pitchers. And we're, we're talking about Chad Green and saying consistency is the big thing. Uh, well, that's the thing with Severino. As good as he looked in his last 11 starts of last year, and you were paying in a spring training, and you thought this guy's a lock. Uh, this is one thing you don't have to worry about in the Yankees rotation. And, that turned out not to be the case. So uh, there are going to be some bumps and bruises with this youth movement, and we'll see what happens with the guys like Aaron Judge and Tyler Austin and Gary Sanchez. They're not immune to it. Those, those kids are going to go into slumps too. But uh, there's a lot of reasons to be excited if you're a Yankee fan about uh, not just for 2016 but 17 and 18 as well. Yeah, the future is certainly bright, and hopefully this team can hang in there, and these guys will all get a little taste of maybe some some pennant race baseball come September. We will see. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.